Lord, have mercy upon us and guide our feet into your way of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I have something of a love-hate relationship with YouTube online. It has a habit of hiding stuff I'm engaged with and presenting me with stuff I don't want. But recently, YouTube presented me with a peach. It was an interview with an Englishman who had set himself up as a pagan guru and become quite successful, widely followed and respected. But to his horror, he had come to discover that the claims of the Lord Jesus Christ on his life were impossible to ignore. And with the greatest reluctance, he decided he must follow Jesus. His comment, repeated emphatically on the video, was, I do not find Jesus at all reassuring. And that's perhaps how you're feeling after our reading. And just in case you don't know me, I'm Chris Hicken, a reader, one of the preachers here at Christ Church Burley. And we're studying the kingdom of God in Matthew's gospel. And this morning it's kingdom separation, sorting the sheep from the goats. So, is Jesus saying we don't get to heaven unless we care for the homeless and the refugees and people in prison? Well, it might be a good idea if we did those things. And I know for a fact that we have people among us who are doing just that and things similar. But why are we doing these things? Is it really because we've read Matthew chapter 25 and we're terrified? Surely there's more to it than that. And indeed there is. Notice that neither the sheep, the people who care, nor the goats, the people, uh, the hard-hearted people, were aware that they had, of what they had done or failed to do. At least they hadn't realized how deeply it affected their Lord in heaven. The caring people did what they did out of the goodness of their hearts. The hard-hearted people took no notice of the need because they didn't care. The Son of Man, Jesus, in his glory, is exercising judgment, not on the basis of what we have done, but on the basis of who we really are. Our God, it says in Psalm 51, requires truth in the inward parts. Well, that's still not very reassuring. What am I supposed to do about who I really am? Repent. Against you only have I sinned and done evil in your sight. Psalm 51 again. Repent. And the first step to repentance is acknowledging our fault. Psalm 51 verse 16. For you do not desire sacrifice or I would bring it. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. So the second step to repentance is acknowledging our need of God and turning to him for help. He does not want sacrifice. He doesn't want us 
scurrying around doing good works because we're scared of ending up with the goats. That is to turn away from him and think only of ourselves, like the man we heard about last week who buried his talent in the ground. The third step to repentance is to accept his claim on our lives and his help and to set out to follow, to go where he sends us. And this is the way of the disciple. Now, any of you who have had dealings with the late, great Billy Graham in the past may recognize these three steps. A, admit that you are a sinner, acknowledging our fault. B, believe that Christ died for your sins, acknowledging our need of God and turning to him. And C, commit your life to him, going where he sends us, the way of the disciple. So there is a bit more to repentance than just saying sorry. It's a complete change of direction. Notice, by the way, that this passage does offer some hope for people who have never heard of Jesus if judgment is on the basis of who you really are if someone has genuinely spent their lives seeking good, this will be honoured. It won't be a case of, sorry, you were quite good, but you never said the magic words. No one goes to hell on a technicality. But equally, as in English law, ignorance of the law is no excuse. For those who've ignored the needs of others, the call of conscience and the call of God, there remains the threat of eternal destruction. Jesus is very clear about this. Agree with your adversary quickly. Which brings us back to the need for repentance. Again, admitting our faults, our sins, believing that God can do something about it, which indeed he has through Jesus' work on the cross. And committing our lives to him, setting out on the way of the disciple. Judgment is on the basis of who we really are, so it really is a matter of God's grace. It cannot be based on what we do because we could never do enough, and we would end up running around doing all sorts of things that God never intended us to do. We heard last week that Jesus declared The work of God is to believe in the one he has sent. That is in Jesus, trusting that he can do in our lives what we never could. It's justification through faith, and believe me, I for one am banking on it. It is by grace you have been saved through faith, says St. Paul in Ephesians chapter 2. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is what it means to be truly human, allowing God's grace to work in our lives, and the good work he gives us to do is part of that process, making us who we really are. Jesus never set out to be reassuring. 
it's so easy to fall into the trap of thinking it's all down to what we do or that it's enough simply to avoid doing harm. It's so easy to start to drift and to lose sight of the things that really matter. Jesus calls us to repent because the kingdom is very near, just waiting for us to get involved. But there is indeed reassurance for those of us who have set out on the way of the disciple. We have heard that the work of God is to believe in the one he has sent. Later in John 6, Jesus says, Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Using the Greek double negative, which means not at all, no way will we ever be cast out. And he follows this up by saying, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. So then, repent, admit your failure, believe in the one God has sent, and commit your way to him. We turn to Christ to receive a whole new life, which starts now and takes us through into eternity. Amen. <laughs>